RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. All right, it's Thursday morning again already. And uh, that's time for Perigo's Perspective, our regular feature on Thursday mornings. And Lindsay joins us. Lindsay, welcome back to RCR. I hope you're well. I'm poorly. Oh, why? Well, I inadvertently stumbled upon the young voters debate the other night. Oh, I was okay. just doing a bit of channel surfing. Oh, you and this never, came never do that. It's always going to get you into trouble. I found that out. And as you will hear, it started off with the the fry quacking. Yeah. And I immediately fled. I didn't watch any more of it. Went back to the Jones channel. <laughs> oh, yes. But yes. then the lady Olivia drew my attention to the exchange that we're about to listen to. And some of the girls from Voices of Freedom suggested that uh, I talk about it as well. So I forced myself to listen to this segment of it, which is why we're doing it. Otherwise, I, I most certainly wouldn't give it the time of day. Okay, so let's listen to that segment right now. It's a few minutes, so bear with. Zealand First, your only education policy is removing gender ideology from the curriculum. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Well, it's a really, really important thing because we've been inundated by really concerned parents that usually um, are big party kind of voters. They're sick and tired of the backwards and forwards kind of um, do nothing about it. There are very, you know, complex, sexual, inappropriate kind of uh, discussions happening in, at school. Well, OK, the Free Speech Union just said today that um, primary school kids now are going to be disciplined if they don't affirm other primary school kids' genders. This is madness. So civics is very important, right? And we need to go back to know who we are as a country and where we fit in the world and what we stand for. And one of the things we stand for is free speech. Or respect. Exactly. Respect for free speech, which you don't have, right? And cancel culture. We can't shut people up because it hurts our feelings. Everyone has a right to speak. I think you're talking about and consequences, bro. No, no. No, right. I'm not talking about consequences. We but we want education, not indoctrination, right? We want to invest. We see young people as an investment in this country. I mean, our own leader, Winston Peters, came from poverty, right, up north. He went all the way to Deputy Prime Minister and Acting Prime Minister. This year, the Disinformation Project reported a surge in online hate towards rainbow communities that was so extreme it was described as genocidal. Most of it has been directed at the trans community, while a lot of the political conversation has been focused on bathrooms. Lee, your party leader, Winston Peters, wants a new law banning anyone from accessing a public bathroom or changing room designed for the opposite sex use. I mean, we've got Lorraine Moller, one of the great Olympians of New Zealand, who's come out and endorsed New Zealand first because of our stance on speaking up for women, standing up for women's rights, women's spaces. So what's happening is, and, and I didn't know this until I heard Lorraine tell me this, she said she's championed her whole life to get women into sports. Now you've got biological men participating in female sports, blowing them away in their changing spaces. And what it's doing is it's discouraging women from actually participating now bathrooms, into sports. Though, on the topic of public bathrooms, yes. where is your evidence? There's studies all over. We have, people, we have people basically saying to us, hey, I was assaulted in a bathroom by a, uh, a biological male. This is wrong. 
and you know you have you have biological men getting changed in women's spaces and so it's have... and it's scaring women so you... but it's, it's a true thing it's a real thing we're not on another planet there are a lot of people concerned with this not just in New Zealand all over the world and How? we want to stand up for women. We want to stand up for women's spaces. We want to make sure everyone's safe. With your bathroom policy, particularly at schools, how are you going to enforce it? Are you going to get teachers to, what, do genital checks at the door? or? What a stupid question. No, I, I think... Then, then I think how? That's, that's ridiculous. And, you how, know, making a mockery out how of will, this and women's spaces it? is just uncalled for. And the, the pendulum's gone so far to the radical left, you think this is normal. This is not normal. Um, how all we're doing is sticking up policy? for women. If you want a new law, how are you going to enforce it? We're In schools? Have, look, bathrooms are already unisex male and female, right? We're just going to say, hey, we're not going to accept this because there are people on the outliers that aren't just you know, really nice people. They do this for a reason. All right, Chloe, what's your response to that? I just, if you want to talk about the actual stats and the actual evidence and the actual data, what we know full well is that our trans and non-binary and gender minority whanau are disproportionately represented in mental ill health, addiction and suicide statistics. Yes, and we don't want to encourage... And, mate, it's driven by rhetoric from the likes of your party. No, it's not. And I expect... It's driven, it's driven by rhetoric by your party, which is encouraging it in young children. That's why okay. we want to remove it from schools. Okay. More, this more kids stuff. now are transgendering or, or transitioning <laughs> than ever before. And the gays came out the closet only, like, 40-odd years ago or something? No, no, like, just take a second. There's actually a lot take of lesbians a... and a lot of gays that are actually against... Are you talking on behalf of the women and the lesbos now? Because let invited. me have a moment, please. No, no, no. All right. I was, I was invited to talk at a speaking event. No, I was event. just invited to when talk. When everybody talks at once, it feels too hectic. So, yeah. Chloe, if you can finish your point, and then I know, Hannah, that you had your hand up, was, so we'll go to problem? you after... Chloe. Well, speaking on behalf of the woke lesbos, what I do have to say <laughs> no, is that ultimately, well, no, I did, uh, yes, because did. the yes, exactly, and the rhetoric and the fear mongering behind the likes of what you and your party are putting forward are harming people in our communities because it is not evidence based. And ultimately, I think yeah, that there is a responsibility for political leaders to turn down the temperature on this yeah. and to take responsibility for the consequences yes. of their rhetoric, which are hurting people in our schools. communities. Little kids don't need mate, to be exposed mate, to pay attention right, I would like to the actual evidence here. That Listen is the to evidence. the academics. I'm going to smash the buzzer. You. If we talk over each other, I'm going agree to disagree. I I think it's important that people, you know... I'm not going to deny people's existence, I'm sorry. All right, I, that's the bottom line. We don't deny anyone's existence. We don't deny anyone's existence, and we're actually very empathetic towards people that are going I'd like it. to hear from Hannah on this. I am so sorry to our takatapui whānau that have to be used as a political football for gaining voters. For gaining votes. That is absolutely... That's no. No, 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 no. Party, party. You do not interject into my corridor. You had your time. You don't interject into my corridor. But you're not saying the truth. Okay. Where do you want to start on that, Lindsay? Do we need to sort of deconstruct what we've just heard in the last nearly six minutes that we'll never get back? Lee is a real star. Of course, he was a star once on Shortland Street. Yes. Handsome, well-spoken, common sense, and he courageously held his ground among that gaggle of gargoyles, those girls. 
there's there's only one thing worse than a fry quacker, and that's two fry quackers or even three speaking at once. And he had to contend not only with that awful noise, but the idiocy of what they were saying. And he was quite right at one point to say. Well, they don't even really know what they're saying is what comes across to me. And here's the other thing. It's a ongoing perplexing thing for me is that the only the only person they're sticking up for women is a man. Yes, that's right. I mean, here's a clear-cut case of blatant violation of the rights of women, and, as you say, Lee's the only one there. Well, I assume, because I didn't hear her on the subject, that the ACT candidate was well, maybe, yeah, to be on fair. the matter, but we didn't hear from her. The other thing that bemuses me, Paul, is Chloe's assumption that to be lesbian, you have to be woke. Well, I'm lesbian, and I'm most certainly not woke. I have spoken to many lesbians who can't stand this carry-on. Me too. And, and... I mean, they really, me too, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you make of the, the – it's quite adolescent, actually, listening to the questioning, I thought. You know, this whole thing about being in the bathroom. It's kind of grubby the way it's put across. Is that just me? No, I think that it's quite an unhealthy uh, obsession. Um, but then, I mean, she called for genital inspection. Oh, yes, I know. Oh, gosh. Hello? Yes, as I say, I, I would just ordinarily have fled, but I forced myself to watch it because... I was asked to, and in its own way, it's very revealing. But full marks to Lee Donoghue, who I believe is number 12 on the New Zealand First Party list and is their candidate for Hutt South, yeah. a real hero. Yeah, I've had him on this program. It was really quite an interesting chat with him. I met him at the We Came Here for Freedom premiere in Lower Hutt um, a month or two ago, and as I've told listeners uh, before, he was with his mother, okay? And his mother is his campaign director. Wow. And, she, and I can tell that she's proud of her boy. <laughs> and so she should be. So, so behind Lee is a strong woman. <laughs> Here we well, go. we have to hope uh, for him to get in if he doesn't win the electorate. I think New Zealand First would have to get about 8 or 9% of the party vote which they're not currently registering at, although they're 5% or above. Some think that is achievable, Lindsay. Some think that's achievable. May well be. And you see, I believe that what Lee was saying there is actually what most people, people with common sense at least, do think. And they probably hear him and think, thank God at last someone is saying this. Um, the other thing, we couldn't show it because this is not a video medium. It's an, it's audio, obviously. But the look on particularly Chloe Schwarbrick's face as he made his points, like, um, how would you describe those looks? Like, I think she was just trying to intimidate him by looking particularly ugly. Um, and with me, she may well have succeeded. It was frightening. It was hideous. But she was uh, kind of making out in her body language that, that you're listening to a crazy guy talking right now. Yes. When, and he was the sane one in the room. That's right. The right. craziness was all on the one side. And 
I should say, among the audience as well, who clearly were very stacked with woke lefties. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. Okay. All right. So let's get on to um, – that was really interesting to go through that, actually, um, uh, and to to have a quick chat about it. Let's go into this week's Perigo's perspective. What's it all about this week apart from that, Lindsay? Well, we're going to America again because yep. there's another presidential debate today, and a lot that is uh, fascinating and encouraging – one would say gratifying and edifying going on regarding uh, Biden and his corruption. Didn't it, didn't, I, he, didn't he say the other day, I think I heard him in either uh, being asked a question or, or just stating at the end of a another confused kind of news conference that people opened up the top of his head and inspected his brain. He actually said that. <laughs> yes, now that that was a while ago. Uh, to right, see well, okay, if... my impression was it was quite recent, but it was I saw it. It was it was bizarre. But here's the thing: most people just they're not sort of phased by that. It's like, oh yeah, well he says those sorts of things regularly, so moving on, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. extraordinary what they're prepared to put up with, and the same thing with the senator from Philadelphia, who's even more Fetterman. of a train wreck. Fetterman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's on, on another planet somewhere as well. Okay, Lindsay, the floor is yours. Let's go. Thank you. I have referred in the past to Beijing Biden, the bribed bastard, meaning the current alleged president of the United States. More and more is coming out about the sleazy doings of the Biden crime family and the bribes it has funneled into shell companies and an impeachment inquiry has begun. But that's no thanks to the crooked Attorney General Merrick Garland. This slimy swamp creature is the personification of evasiveness, smugness, and evil. He has Stalinized the Department of Justice and the FBI to the point where there will be show trials for Donald Trump but no trials for Joe Biden, where traditional Catholics who prefer their masses in Latin are pursued as domestic terrorists, where real domestic terrorists, such as only Black Lives Matter and Profar, are allowed to get away with murder, literally, while patriots who didn't even go into the Capitol building on January the 6th are rotting in jail where the FBI colludes with big tech to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story, and much more. It's only because of the tenacity of certain House Republicans on certain committees and the courage of FBI and IRS whistleblowers that the whole sordid picture is being illuminated. One of these is the House Judiciary Committee, which is investigating the Stalinization, they call it weaponization and politicization, of the FBI and DOJ. Garland, the ghoul, was summoned to appear before them last week, where he was subjected to fierce but frustrated interrogation. Frustrated because each congressman gets only five minutes to ask his or her questions 
And Garland is supremely skilled at ducking and dodging and flat out lying under a cloak of sanctimony. Here is Florida Representative Matt Gates, one of the heroes of the de-Stalinization campaign. So it was a lot of Chinese money that was working its way through these shell companies into the accounts of the Biden family. So the China initiative was set up during the Trump administration at the Department of Justice to go after the malign influence of, of the Chinese Communist Party. And the Biden Justice Department dissolved the China initiative. So I guess I'm wondering, does the department have any documents uh, that would detail the basis for why you got rid of the China initiative that President Trump had set up? Assistant Attorney General of the National Security Division gave a long speech which explained that. He has testified before Congress several times. We'd be happy to provide you with... What's the basis? Just tell us all now. Why was the China initiative dissolved? What, uh, the, what the Assistant Attorney General said was that we face attacks from four nation states, North Korea, China, Russia, and Iran, and that we need to focus our attention on the broad range of these attacks. Sometimes we but, don't but, but know. Wait a second. You don't, are you saying that North Korea has the same malign influence risk to the United States as the Chinese Communist Party? Are you, are you trying to represent there's some parity there? Because here's what it looks like. It looks like the Chinese gave all this money to the Bidens, and then you guys came in and got rid of the China initiative, and it was successful. Like, I saw one rationale that you guys got rid of the China initiative because it was racial profiling. But, but one of the people you convicted was a guy named Charles Lieber, who was a Harvard professor taking $50,000 a month to do China's bidding and give them whatever research was being done. Are, are you aware of the millions of dollars that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies from Chinese Communist Party entities into Biden family bank accounts? Are you aware of that? There were a lot of questions that you just asked. Let me start with the first one about North Korea. North Korea is a dangerous actor, both kinetically and with respect to cyber. But not on par with China. I'm on the armed services committee, Mr. Attorney General. Okay, it makes you look unserious to suggest that. May I answer your question or not? Answer the question about whether or not you know about all the millions of dollars that moved to Rob So you don't want me to answer about North Korea? I already know the answer, and so does everyone. They're not the same risk as China. So let's get on to serious questions and serious answers. Do you know about the money that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies, yes or no? As I have said repeatedly, I have left these matters to Mr. Weiss. I've not intruded. I've not interfered. I've not tried to find out what he knows. It's like you're looking the other way on purpose because everybody knows this stuff's happening. And you know what? People don't pay bribes to not get something in return. Right. We, the, the China initiative resulted in the convictions of a Harvard professor, of someone at Monsanto. So we were working against the Chinese. They paid the Bidens. And now we're, now you're sitting here telling me that I'm, North Korea is the big threat. I'm I got to so, get to this one thing on January. Well, 6th. I, I, so did the FBI, did the FBI lose count of the number of paid informants on January 6th? Let me you, answer your question about China. I China want you to answer this question. Most, I only get five minutes. You've already you, sort of, I think, screwed the pooch on China. So January 6th, did you lose count of the number of federal assets? Did you lose count and order an audit? Gentlemen's time has expired. So to recap, Beijing Biden is doing the bidding of the Chinese, including admitting untold numbers of Chinese among the millions flooding the now non-existent southern border. And Merrick Garland is doing the bidding of Beijing Biden. Biden let slip before all the Trump indictments were announced 
that he was taking steps to ensure that Trump would be legally blocked from ever taking office again. Your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United States. <laughs> well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. In case you couldn't make out his words, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power if he does run. I'm making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of our Constitution, does not become the next president again. Oh. This afternoon, there will be the second Republican presidential debate. The inevitable nominee, assuming the nefarious Biden-Garland schemes to derail him don't succeed, will not be there. Orange Man Bad is waiting for the flotsam and jetsam to float off. I hope, even though they're competing against him, those who are there will be fierce in their denunciation of the Biden-Garland Stalinization of America. The very feel of freedom and the right to speak one's mind out are at stake. What is America to me? A name, a map, the flag I see. A certain word, democracy. What is America to me? I live in a plot of earth, a street, the grocer and the butcher, and the people that I meet, the children in the playground, the faces that I see, all races, all religions, that's America to me. The place I work in, the worker at my side, the little town or country where my people lived and died, the howdy and the handshake, the air of feeling free, the right to speak my mind out, that's America to me. The words of old Abe Lincoln, of Jefferson and Payne, of Washington and Douglas, and the task that still remains, the little bridge at Concord where freedom's fight began, our Gettysburg and Midway, and the story of Burton. The town I live in, the street, the house, the room, the pavement of the city, or a garden all in bloom, the church, the school, the clubhouse, the million lights I see, but especially the people, that's America to me, but especially the people, 
that's the true America. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.